Sorry if you can see my uh, your, your, your diseased bloodshot eye. eye. <laughs> Two weeks, apparently I had a viral infection that they can't treat until they treat the cut on my cornea. So ah. if you see this shit, that's... That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, see, he, he, he's leaking. I'm looking at my camera going, holy he, shit. He's, right now, he's leaking Sunny D. But, um... I'm going to be leaking uh, Jägermeister soon enough. <laughs> nice. For Gilbert. To Gilbert. To Gil. I wonder what's on the tube. Welcome back. Thank you for being a friend. Welcome everyone to another episode of Sitcom My Face. It's a very special episode, just like all those very special episodes that we all watched when we were younger. Uh, my name's Nick Franco, and with me as, as always... I'm Jay Bidwell, and this is Sitcom My Grave. Yes, it is Sitcom My Grave. What the fuck, man? Stop dying, legends. I'm sick of this I, shit. I, I, I know. It's like, <laughs> si- since we started, how many have dropped? Uh, we, we've lost Norm. We've lost uh, Saget. I want everyone to know we had no intention of doing this podcast to mourn the passing of all the comic greats when we started this in August. Right. And it's just happened and it sucks. So every time we plan on doing a show, someone dies, we end up changing it. Um, this was a, a week where we planned on doing different strokes. Different strokes. Mm-hmm. And then Gilbert passed. And I know Gilbert means a lot to you oh, as yeah. a, a fan. We've mentioned him on this show M- many, many, many times. times. I've, I've mentioned his podcast a lot. Uh, yeah. I just I have always been a big fan. We've talked about a lot of the roasts have come up. A lot yep. of his great roast jokes have come up on the show. Yeah, what a shit show. This wasn't as easy as, say, when Norm passed. It was easy to go, we should cover the Norm show. Yeah. Norm's been on a, or uh, Gilbert's been on a million shows, but he didn't really have his own sitcom. Right. But per se. Like, like you said, Bill, uh, Gilbert's been on shows. Holy crap. If you look at his like IMDb page of all the TV shows that he's mm-hmm. been on. Well, we covered Night Court, which is one of yes, my favorite shows and exactly. there at the end he, he, he was they there had a storyline. Yeah, that last season there. I think he did 3 episodes. Uh Dan Fielding was the main prosecutor right. and they did like a storyline where he was on the run, so Gilbert came in and played that part. Right. Uh, he was uh, uh, very funny. Oscar uh, Oscar Brown. Oscar something, yeah. 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 Very funny on there. Uh, mm. I remember the episode of Married with Children where he played himself. Yes. And was very, he was very great at the self-deprecating humor, which is one of my absolute favorite things. I'm a huge Conan fan, and I I, I get a lot of my, my comedy stylings from people like that, the self-deprecating. Yes. Growing up a fat kid, it was very easy to go, I'll make the joke yep. before you can make the joke, and then guess what? Everyone loves you. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, he had him off at the pass, and... Yeah, that, that Gilbert was great at that too. Mm-hmm. Conan's Conan's amazing on his YouTube. Whenever someone passes, he's so good about uploading these amazing moments from the history of his show. Oh yeah, I I love when uh, he had done the Norm one with the uh, yeah, the, so it, many the, great the, Norm the, moments. The, the, 
the moth story was the best one, I think. Yeah, he put he put up one for Gilbert that was just hysterical, and it was a uh, uh, was it Dick Cavett? Is that the clip I saw? Like oh. Dick Cavett came out, and Gilbert was doing his voice. I th- probably because and then he went and he went off stage, and Gilbert comes out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the the crazy thing is, Gilbert was actually quite the impressionist too. Like you know, he, he did a lot of great vocal impressions. But it wasn't necessarily... He did a really good impression of Iago the parrot from Aladdin. Oh, yeah, he did a really good one. In fact... <laughs> yeah, in fact, yes, he, 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 he was Iago the parrot from Aladdin, and he was also Iago the parrot from Aladdin, the TV series. Oh, yes, and, and as, uh, as Jay is holding up, he was also in Problem Child and Problem Child 2. I think these were my first... My first introduction to Gilbert. Okay. So funny in Problem Child. He was in the third one as well, right? Yes. But I've never seen the third one. I think it might be hard to find on DVD or something. I looked on eBay and they're all region two. So I don't know if it's, oh. maybe they never put out region one of it. I'm not sure. That could but be. I've never seen that. That could be. But of course, he did all the Aladdins, right? He did the, I think he did all the sequels and the show. Yes, he did the sequels to the show. The only one he did not do was when they did the live-action one with uh, Mr. Slappy himself, Will Smith. Uh, old Full House Boy. What was his name? Saget? Full House? No, the, the boyfriend. Remember, he's Aladdin. We talked about that on the Full House episode. Steve. Oh, Steve okay. uh, from Full House voiced Aladdin. Because mm. uh, on the TV show, it wasn't Robin Williams. It was Dan Castellaneta. Yep. Uh, Homer otherwise Simpson known voiced as Homer Genie. Simpson. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but, but yeah, yeah, Gilbert's... Uh, Gilbert's credits go on and on and on. Kind of like sometimes like Gilbert's uh, routines, <laughs> which were great. He he would purposely extend something past this thing, which which made it funny. Kind of like a funny version of uh, Family Guy. But um, <laughs> which he did voices for that. Yes, he did, he did. voices. For, he was on the Problem Child cartoon show, as we mentioned. Yep. Oh, remember on the Clerks cartoon, he was like Patrick Swayze. Not just that, but. Another one that he played on the Clerks cartoon was Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah. And there's a great story with Gilbert, the fact of when both he and Jerry were still up-and-coming comics. Again, I told you he was great at doing impressions. He started doing the impression of Seinfeld. Seinfeld himself wasn't too pleased. It's like, that doesn't sound like that me. That doesn't sound anything like me. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> I've heard Jerry can't really take a joke about himself. I've heard that before. Yes, and, and this is one of the early jokes about Jerry that Jer- Jerry was not fond of. So there was always a bit of... You know, Gilbert had no bitterness towards Jerry, but you know, Jerry himself uh, was a, a little uh, miffed at those uh, impersonations that uh, Gilbert would do back in the day. Did I see something? He was banned from the Emmys or something? Some jokes they didn't like? Yes, Gilbert did the Emmys one year. Oh, it was about Pee Wee. It was about... uh, Yeah, jerking off in a theater. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, the the, the famous Pee Wee Herman uh, story when he was caught in a uh, uh, porn theater. And Gilbert was What the fuck do they expect you to do in a porn theater? (laughs) If they don't want you jerking off in a porn theater, they should handcuff your hands behind your back, right? for if you can't jerk sit there and get frustrated so you go shoot up a church like what the fuck are you supposed to do gilbert's timing he had great comedic timing but at the same time some people would say oh too soon too soon like 
he actually, you know, he made that one. The nine eleven joke. He made a nine eleven joke. You know, not long after nine eleven. Yeah, you know, like I had booked my flight uh, for Cleveland, but uh, it's they said we had to make a stop off at the Empire State Building. And this was, uh, I think, in two thousand one. Oh, right oh yeah, after. that's what I'm saying. It was like not long and after. So it was at the Hugh Hefner roast. Oh, yes, yes. Again, Gilbert on the road. But do you remember how he saved it? This was a story that came up a lot upon his passing. A lot of comedians told this story. Uh, He was at the Hugh Hefner roast. He he did the 9-11 joke very soon after 9-11. And um, he got booed. The audience turned on him and he was being booed so bad that he took his cards and basically said, fuck it. He threw out the rest of his act. And that's when he delivered his amazing the aristocrats, aristocrats <laughs> joke, which but which the audience totally got into. If you're listening to this and you're not familiar, there's that documentary. Uh, did Penn Jillette do it or something? Yes, I think, in, the doc- in, in, in 2005. There's a documentary. It's just called The Aristocrats. It's a whole documentary about this legendary joke that I guess was like a behind the scenes, really not like they couldn't do it on TV and shit. Um, this very filthy joke. Um, it was amongst comedians. The comedians would mm-hmm. try to outdo each other. Like they, they would be in the back rooms and that, and they would tell the most filthy, awful, horrendous joke. And it would always end with the, oh, what do you call this act? Oh, the aristocrats. Yeah. I, on the Norm episode, we talked about that style of joke came up. The the entire, the journey of, of telling you these disgusting things is the joke. Yes. And it would, it would the premise was like a, a family act. Yes. was doing like uh, audition for a agent or whoever and they do all these disgusting filthy things and the comics would make up their own yeah their own takes of whatever yeah. the family's doing it would change by the comedian and whoever could, like you said can make the most disgusting joke and it would always end with well, what do you call this act the aristocrats so he in this moment of like oh fuck i'm losing the audience decides to take this legendary comic in joke and he's like, I'm bringing it to the fucking world. Mm-hmm. And th- if you watch that moment, the audience is confused, but the comics on stage are, are dying. dying. Yeah. And, and it's fucking funny. Yeah. It, basically, Pe- yeah, like you said, uh, Penn Jillette did that documentary and he actually used that uh, piece from Gilbert for his segment. Was, they said it was the best telling of it, right? Yeah. Didn't they say that was everyone's favorite telling of that joke? Correct, and, and it, Rob Schneider's in that on the dais or something on that road. He is on the ground, fucking rolling <laughs> around like Rob Schneider is fucking lost. It. it was so funny. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, like that, that was the also the documentary when a lot of people realized some of the other comedians like, oh wait a second, wait their act is kind of filthy. That's where Saget was also his rendition of the Aristocrats was uh, performed. And oh my god, <laughs> it's a great doc. I don't know if it, yeah. it's probably streaming somewhere. I'm assuming I have the I, I DVD, be thankfully. But but yeah, like yeah, if you get a chance to watch, yeah, yeah there's check nothing out the more enjoyable for me than watching comics talk about comedy. Mm-hmm. When you see a comedian who you respect and you think is brilliant discussing other people that that inspired them, yes, like that shit is awesome to me. Oh no, no, when you can follow definitely. that trail of brilliance back. That's why I think I have an appreciation for these old comics and these old shows and 
No, you got I, you got to respect the lineage, you know. D- definitely, and uh, Gilbert was w- one that really did that. That's what sitcom my grave. Oh, sorry, sitcom my face is all about. Oh yeah, no, it it, it really it's one of the basis bases I don't know of of our show. A twenty three year old coworker of mine I was talking to the other day about King Kong, and I said, "Have you ever seen the the original like thirty three or whatever King Kong?" He's like, "No, I bet it. I bet it looks like shit." <laughs> and I was like. Fuck you, dude. No. For 1930, whatever, 31 or 33. Yeah. I was like, that was amazing. Yeah. Like, that, that, that was Ray Ray Harryhausen. You know, he did King Kong. He did the uh, skeletons and the Cyclops and things for like the Sinbad movies. He did Clash of the, the original Clash of the Titans. He did all mm-hmm. these. He, he released the Kraken. And this kid just without ever seeing it, without knowing anything about it, just was flat out like, I will never watch that. And I said, "You are the problem with the youth of America. <laughs> you're the, you want everything you're new the and shiny, with society, with, sir, <laughs> with no fucking respect for where anything came from. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's true. And you know what? It it actually goes to something I was like reading top rom com movies of all time and top heist they movies all of all time. And, and I'm I'm reading these. I'm like, wow, shit. There's there's nothing before like 1980 on this list. Like." What the hell? Like that—that's where a lot of these movies like originated, and yeah, it, rom coms in the fifties were like the huge. big thing. Yeah, yeah, it, everything was a romantic movie in the fi- like a romantic musical. So yeah, so, some of these people out there, they just have no appreciation for where it all came from—the the the, the 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 heritage, the lineage. The day the day this show was born, you and I talked on the phone for must have been three hours. Yeah, I just called you up and something came up. I think it was Lucy or something came up, mm-hmm. and we had this thing where we both knew so much about it. And that was the moment when I was like, "We need to talk about this shit." Yeah, and a respect for comedy history is so important. It's true. And in this weird cancel culture, especially, I feel like it's really important to look back and see where these things came from, who inspired who, mm. and comedians are probably my favorite people on this planet. I have, yeah. Did I see Titus yet when we did the last show? Because I just saw Titus, one of my absolute favorite, Christopher, yeah, Christopher Titus. Yeah, Titus. Uh, it's my fifth time seeing him, I think. Freaking love that man! Oh my god, uh, I, we didn't get to a, we didn't get to do a meet and greet this time because they were still worried about COVID and they had a lot of tour left. So. Yeah, um, the other four times or whatever, I I got a picture with him and met him though. He's such a good dude. And they, they were probably like looking at you also. I was like, well, what's 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 with the shit in his eye? What's wrong with his fucking eye? <laughs> I didn't have it. It's yet, like yeah, god, we but. were gonna do a meet and greet, but you know what? Looking at that guy, yeah, we're probably better passing off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just fucking shooting goo at him. What's <laughs> Why is it orange? I told you they, they nice put a fucking orange you, dye in my eye to like, like I'm leaking orange fucking eye boogers. It's the weirdest. I'm drinking Jaeger now to make the other eye match though, so we'll get there. Oh, there we go. But yeah, anyway, Gilbert, like I said, my first my first uh, uh, introduction to him was probably those two, Aladdin and um Problem Child. Mm-hmm. What was your first memory of him? The the, the first actual memory of him was one of the young comedian specials back on HBO early mid 80s I want to say was he doing the voice yet because yes. I know oh, the yeah. voice is very embellished yes oh oh no it is like 
Yeah, yeah. he has. It's a, not like people think that's just how he talks always. No, no, that that, that is as you said. It's an embellished. It's it's an exaggerated form of his voice. It, like he does have a little bit of that. You know, like like New York type of uh, because he was born in I think a. Uh, what was it? He was born in Coney Island and grew up in uh, Brooklyn, I believe. Like all the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and now Gilbert would appreciate that <laughs> joke too. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. That's a that's a Gilbert type joke. Yeah. Anyway, it's like yeah, but he realized at some point that if he exaggerated his voice more and and got a little louder and like a, just a little more, yeah, you know, like pushing it out there. It's like he got more of a laugh. Well, and I love that he he did so many animated voices, but they were all the same voice, yeah. which is great. It, 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 like, it, it was like so he successful. changed his voice for the animated yeah. characters. It's just like, we need an animated voice that sounds like Gilbert. <gasps> Let's get Gilbert. <laughs> well, and think about Iago alone. Yeah, some genius yeah. <laughs> some genius was like a parrot squawking. Yep. Gilbert. It's his voice is a squawk. And it's, it's true. absolutely brilliant. If you watch that movie and really hone in on him, if you can put Genie out of your mind and stop bowing to Robin Williams and just listen to Gilbert, it is such an amazing performance. It is. And and especially with Jafar being so subdued. Yeah, so, a subdued villainous, like, yeah, like a very... Uh, That's a great, a great vocal team, those two. Yeah. It really is genius. But... Like I said, my first recollection of him was that. But the strange thing is, I actually didn't realize what I had watched him before on his first TV gig, which was the sixth season of uh, Saturday Night Live. All right, so he was a cast member for one year, you said? For one season. And, yeah, and that's one of the... uh, When they go back on, like, the history of Saturday Night Live, it is usually considered one of the worst or the worst season of SNL. It was just like very unfunny. <laughs> it's so weird to see how many amazing talented people were on that show and you don't remember cuz they just didn't make it. They weren't shining at that moment. Yeah. Julia Louise Dreyfus was on there mm-hmm. and Sarah Silverman um You you said Robert ben Downey Stiller. Jr. <laughs> like he- Robert Downey Jr. Ben Stiller was on there yep. like Either the timing wasn't right or the sketch thing just wasn't right. But then I said when I was listening to that Dana Carvey, David Spade show, they had Ben Stiller on there. And he's talking about how he did, I think, five episodes of SNL before mm. he quit. I think he quit. I don't think he got fired. I think he quit. And then he goes off and does the Ben Stiller show, which lasts, what, half a season is canceled just, yeah, and just, wins. Just an- about. Yeah. And wins an Emmy after it's canceled well, for best sketch show. Yeah, but which was hilarious because I actually watched the Ben Stiller show, and I thought it I, I thought it was freaking funny. <laughs> They're like, you canceled it, and we win an Emmy for best for like outstanding comedy uh, sketch show. It's like I, I remember one of the skits, like counting with Bruce Springsteen, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, How'd I do? How far did I get? <laughs> it's like what? Yeah, someone if you're listening to this and you know i was trying to tell him earlier i don't remember which it was an early season of snl was it the 80 maybe it was 85 maybe it was like 10 years in but they had a season where they wanted to fire everyone on the show and bring in new people 
but I think it was Lovitz. They did a sketch in the last episode of the season where they're like, let's burn down the studio. And Lauren grabs he, everyone. He's like, oh, everyone go in this room. We're having a party or whatever. And then he grabs Lovitz and he goes, no, no, not you. You come with me. And then they burn the studio down. And then at the end of the season, they fired all the people who died in the fire. That's like, that's <laughs> crazy. That, that, and all the actors on the show thought it was a joke, but I'm pretty sure that was the one Robert Downey Jr. and I think was it Keenan Ivory Wayne's? I think were in that season. It, it might have been, but like, but I mean, they became huge stars. Oh yeah, but didn't like hit on SNL after SNL. There's so many that actually went on to bigger and better things. Yeah, it's bizarre. But but like uh, yeah, like like the the Gilbert year. Again, is one of the most, most reviled seasons of SNL. Like this was season six, and this was the year that Lord Michaels. He's like, you know what, guys, I gotta, ch- I gotta go take, I gotta take a break. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna be gone for a year, and, and we'll pick back up. And and what happened is, Lorne thought they were gonna put the show on hiatus for a year while Lorne was on hiatus, but instead, yeah, let's keep going, and yeah. They did. This is the season without Lorne, and it shows. He was only gone for one. Yes, I believe he's only gone for okay. a season, and oh my god, it showed. <laughs> and what when people actually would be on his like podcast, and they brought up that season, he's like, "That ah, was shit," you know. Like he he he. In that original cast like, left because he left, right? What's that? They didn't want to do it without him. That original cast left because he left, right? They didn't want to do it without him. Is that uh, what it was? I think I think you're right on that. You know, like, the, you know, the original, you know, not so ready the network for, had to find well, all new people. Well, it was a, a combination of things because you did have some that were also becoming a little more famous, getting into movies. People like Belushi, people like Chevy Chase, people I heard like Chevy Bill and Bill Murray hated each other on there. Oh, oh, Chevy and Bill Murray, yeah, they they were not friends. <laughs> But, but then they end up doing Caddyshack, or was that before? No, that was during, I guess, wasn't that, it? That, that was, yeah, and that, that was... That would have been like 78? 78, I think, yeah. Oh, or was it... No, no, I think that might have been 79, I think, Caddyshack. 78 was Animal House. Mm. But, um, yeah, so, like, you, know, you had all these great players that either were already going on to bigger things, and then the rest, yeah, I think you're right, where it's like, well, if Lauren's not going to be there, we don't want to be here. So, yeah, they, they just hired a whole yeah, boatload of uh, new people. The, uh, the, the star, the, the one that they were tr- going to focus on was Charlie Rocket, who uh, I believe he was the one that was fired for dropping an F-bomb. <laughs> and then, um, uh, I forget how, how long after that, he, he died. Another trilogy of movies I actually watched a lot as a kid, which is funny because looking back, they're very like R. At least the first one was the Look Who's Talking movies. Yes. And he was in the sequel to that. Look Who's Talking 2. And also the sequel to Beverly Hills Cop. Yep. 2. He was in that one. Yeah, he actually kind of steals the show in that one because Beverly Hills Cop 2 wasn't as great of a movie as the first one was. It was better than 3. Oh, yeah. three Three sucked big ones because... Actually, I saw three in the theater because my friend actually used to work for uh, the video store next to the big movie theater by me, and they always had a deal. They they did like kind of like midnight showings, like before the before the uh, movie actually premiered. This was before actually that became the big thing that all movies do, and so 
basically for like donating a couple of bucks to the fund for for those guys. Yeah, I, I saw the movie. Quick side tangent, since we're talking Beverly Hills Cop. This is one of the weirdest stories I've ever read in my history of falling down rabbit holes. I was watching that movie White Boy Rick with McConaughey. Oh, okay. And it's about it's about the 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 kid who got like the most years ever in prison for a drug offense. He got like thirty years or twenty five years or something. Jeez. For like drugs. It was in Detroit. Okay. That um there was a hired hit on him, and I guess they thought that the Detroit city was the the authorities were trying to shut this kid up because he had inside info oh. because he was working for the police trying to put other people away so he could save his dad from going to prison. Oh my god. So I'm I'm going through all this stuff. The guy who is the the sh- the, the the chief in Detroit? Yeah. Was an actual chief of police in Detroit. Holy crap. How he ended up playing that part in that movie, I'm assuming he was like, oh, you want to shoot here? But he's the one that a lot of people accused of crooked cop shit and is one believed to bring out the fucking hit on that kid. Damn. But how how did a real chief end up being the chief in the fucking movie? I, I, I have no clue on that. And, and he's in all three of them, right? He dies in the third one, I think. Oh, uh, you may be right. Yes. I think in the opening of the third movie, he gets killed. And that's like the reason that he goes after the. Yeah, because. And again, you're, you're talking about the chief, not. Uh, the one in Detroit. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Yeah. Because not M- Mauser, the one from the first couple of them, uh, the, that the one that uh, C- Steve Gutenberg is always, you know, like. Oh, you're talking about Police Academy. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm talking about Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm, I'm getting all mixed up here. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mauser was the guy in the second. Yes. Police okay. Academy. Yeah. The second. Yeah. Third. Okay. Which is funny because I have a YouTube video where I was trying to talk about Police Academy and I kept saying Beverly Hills Cop. Shit. <laughs> and now I, I, you're I doing the opposite. A, this is a common occurrence <laughs> for people. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Gil- Gilbert. Actually, yeah, stole the show a bit in Beverly Hills uh, Cop 2. Sydney something. Yeah, he was funny. Yeah, Sydney. Shit in that. Well, I remember the Married with Children episode a lot, which I think was actually also called Ship Happens, which I think was the yes. name of the episode of, that, that's of the Raising episode Hope of... we talked about. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, he plays himself. And I, I remember him doing that a lot on shows. He would play himself or a character named Gilbert that you assume is himself. Right. That was interesting. Again, that self-deprecating. Because on that Married with Children episode, it's all about Al's like, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to throw Gilbert Gottfried <laughs> off the fucking life raft. They end up like on a cruise ship, I think. And then the cruise ship sinks. And he was the entertainment. Mm-hmm. So they're stuck on a life raft with, with Gilbert. Him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you yeah. know, it's something that Gilbert was into also. Uh, Gilbert was into like uh, some of the old, not just the old comics like the comedians he was also into some of the old comics too like actually like comic books and he actually wound up playing some uh like doing uh voice acting in and also uh one live action too for um there was an actual superboy show uh on tv i think it lasted actually like four or five seasons which was strange but yeah he played knickknack on that show and on the Superman the Animated Series, which was a spinoff of the Batman Animated Series, the, the critically acclaimed one, Gilbert played Mr. Mixelplidiac. Technically based on a comic, he was also, he came in a couple, a season, I think, of that 
reboot of the Ninja Turtles. Yes, you're, you're uh, like, he played with Kang, Krang, uh, Krang's like, like it was like Krang with with a longer set of A's. <laughs> sub Krang or Sub Prime Krang. That was actually yeah. pretty good. The uh, the CGI one, I think it was. That was actually pretty decent for like a revamped Turtles cartoon. Mm-hmm. I saw a really good interview. It was re- right after his death. Um, I don't really like Bill Maher that much, but he was on Kimmel. And okay. they were talking about that that roast because Kimmel actually hosted that Hefner roast. Okay. I guess him and Bill Maher were both considered Gilbert a very good friend. They'd known him for, you know, Bill Maher said like 30, 40 years. I think he said he knew him. Mm-hmm. I, and I he, goes, but I, he, he goes, but I, I didn't know him. And Jimmy was like, you're right. He goes, I, I've spent hundreds of hours with him. I call him a good friend. He goes, but I don't know Gilbert. And he's like, Gilbert was a guy that would never answer a question seriously. Right. He always had a joke. If you asked him how he was doing, he would turn it into a joke. If you asked how his family was doing, he wouldn't, he wouldn't tell you. He would turn it into a joke. Yep. And Bill, I guess he does, was it a Hawaii show every year or every other year or something like that. And he had Gilbert booked for this year. And he goes, I was really hoping to just, he goes, I booked extra time just to spend time with Gilbert to try to get to know this son of a bitch. Damn. And he goes, now I won't get to. But Kimmel goes, you wouldn't have anyway. Right. No, no. He goes, you and I both know you would have tried. And it wouldn't have worked, and you would have been in the same boat anyway. It, it, it was kind of interesting. It, it was a very select few that really got to know Gilbert, r- real Gilbert. Like, and mm-hmm. if, if you want to watch a great documentary, actually watch the documentary Gilbert to actually learn a little bit about really the man Gilbert rather than just the comedian Gilbert. They made a doc about him while he was alive? Yeah. They, uh, I think hmm. he came out in 2017. And- I seen something with his wife, and I guess the podcast was her idea. Him and the guy he hosts it with, yeah, Frank Sensapod. She said she she would hear them talk on the phone for hours and have all these crazy stories. And I guess she goes, "Why aren't you recording this?" Yeah, she you, goes, "You, you should, should be doing something podcasts. with this." <laughs> yeah, and that's how his show show was born. Yeah, and but he had young kids, right? So he must have had kids pretty late in life. Yeah, he, he did. What are they? Twelve, twelve, and ten, or something? Uh yeah, I think uh, his son Max was, I think around like 11 12 or something like that and i think i think the uh, daughter was actually a little older like like maybe like 14 or something like that yeah so yeah so he did have kids later in life but as you said yeah with uh, he and frank santo padre they would talk old hollywood and old comics and like character actors and they would talk old sitcoms and they would t- talk about all these things and yes his wife dara said oh wh- why don't you guys make a show out of this <laughs> Isn't that weird though that like down the road these pod like podcasts for all these people are gonna be like that's gonna be a historical document of who these people were. True. It, it very I mean, true. Podcasting's been around now for what? The some of the early ones, maybe twenty years? <laughs> 15, 20 years? Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of like the uh er, early mid uh you know, two thousands there. So there's gonna come a time when I'm sure media will change again at some point. I don't see podcasts going away, but I'm, it will evolve in some way. Correct. Well, yeah, j- just like there's video podcasts, just like sort of we d- do a bit. 
You and I are both Kevin Smith fans. Imagine when he dies. There's oh god, probably hundreds of thousands of hours. Yeah, we we got too, we got to too know, close a few years ago. <laughs> right, hundreds of thousands of hours probably by now with all the all the podcasts he's done. Oh yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> we're gonna have we're gonna know everything we've ever wanted to know about him, and it's just there. It's out there in the world, and it is weird. This format that started, I think, is just a weird anti-establishment kind of like a wild west of entertainment well well, when you think about the origins of podcasting it's like you're thinking about almost like kind of like you know that whole idea of pirate radio that's kind of what it was it was kind of like the early there was a thing called internet radio which kind of morphed in a way into podcasting well think about the prefix pod ipod yep does anyone even have that anymore? <laughs> I, I used to. <laughs> they're still called podcasts, even though no one's probably listening on a fucking iPod anymore. Right. They're on their iPhone or their Android or their, you know. Mm-hmm. That's so true. But yeah, hmm. like the whole, but you know, <laughs> like you said, the pod thing. Yeah. You know, where that part of it came from. Yeah, that's really, we passed that. <laughs> It's like, and pe- yeah. pe- pe- people consume from so many different places nowadays. You know, it's like, oh, it like, huh, like. Oh, when what? did you start your other show? What year did you start that? Uh, strangely enough, this is going to sound crazy. The same year Gilbert started his, 2014. Okay, and my first show I started in 2013. Yeah, and it was even then it was a whole new world. Yeah, I mean. It, it was so much. We've been trying to build this thing, and it's so much more difficult now. There's so much competition. Yeah, there's so much content out there. <laughs> Even in 2013, it, it seemed so easy to just throw it out there, and people would flock. You yep. know, but now everybody and their fucking brother has a podcast, right? So, and I'm sure, like, if, if it hasn't been taken, there probably isn't everybody and their fucking brother podcast. <laughs> It's probably an everybody fucking their brother podcast. Well, no, yeah, that's a different podcast, though. Um, <laughs> I want to see it. I hope it's got a vidcast. <laughs> Woohoo! With smell vision Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I feel like most of his credits, his name is Gilbert. Yeah. Just I just opened the tab and I started scrolling. I see something called Malarkey. He plays Detective Gilbert. <laughs> Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, Starving, Gilbert. Everything's Gilbert, which is mm-hmm. I love. Greg the Bunny, Gilbert. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? He, he he was even a voice on Celebrity Deathmatch for himself. <laughs> for himself. I, yeah, he was probably one of the few that voiced themselves on there, I would yeah. imagine. I don't feel like a lot of those people had a good sense of humor to be doing that shit. Hey, actually, uh, a funny thing about the Celebrity Deathmatch uh, thing there. What one of the guys that ran Gilbert's uh, Twitter feed, I, I I became you know like like somewhat friends with this uh, this guy uh, Greg Pear. He he ran the Twitter feed for uh, for the Amazing Colossal podcast. He actually was actually one of the people that worked on Celebrity Deathmatch. <laughs> so I, I used I, to love that show. I even have the PlayStation Two game. Oh really? Oh shit! <laughs> now, now you're going back. <laughs> We used to play the hell out of that game. Like you could play as like Marilyn Manson and shit. Jeez. Busta Rhymes. <laughs> it was a real snapshot of the time. Oh yeah. Oh, Anna Nicole Smith. Oh that god. That doesn't date it. I don't know what does. Uh see, Gilbert also played himself on Doctor Cat's Professional Therapist. 
He actually and that is was John actually Katz still alive? I used to love that show. Yeah, Jonathan actually. Katz is still alive, I believe. Yeah. Uh, what is he doing now? Uh, that dude. Dr. Katz was one of those weird late night cartoons I used to go. It was like just so relaxing. Yeah, well, which was weird because it had that very herky jerky animation. The it oh, was yeah. it was always wavy. Was that the same person who did home movies cuz it's that same style of animation? Right. And funny as you mentioned it, Gilbert was also on home movies too as another talking parrot. <laughs> he was just a staple of I even told you in one episode we talked about I saw like a uh what was the thing he hosted on TNT the Up All Night? No, USA Up All Night. Right. I saw some promo with him and Hellraiser Pinhead. Oh my god. <laughs> hosting Up All Night and I'm like the guy was just for a minute he was everywhere. Yeah. Oh, are, I don't know if you are familiar with the Angry Video Game Nerd. Yes, yes, yes. On YouTube. Mhm. When I first started getting into gaming, of course, I discovered the Angry Video Game Nerd, and um, James Rolfe cracks me up on there. What what one man can do with a YouTube channel, amazing. But uh, there was always the he was a game creator, right? Fred Fred Fox or Fred? What did he call him? Fred? Um, I think his name was Fred Fox, but it was like C H S. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like I guess it. Was, and they talked really, about I think this Fuchs or whatever, but it's I think right. Yeah, and he like Fox, I guess yeah. that guy's name was on a bunch of shitty games so it became like lore within that little youtube mm. show and then when the time came they wanted to embody fred fox they brought on gilbert godfried oh to play God. that guy <laughs> oh geez yeah I, I i love also um he, again he did a lot of you know guests you know just one episode in that one of the ones he did actually was cosby back in the days and on his he did Cosby too. Yeah, he was he was on Cosby, along with the, who wasn't on Cosby. They're well, all fucking well, and on. <laughs> which is which is strange because actually he did two Cosby shows. He did the Cosby Show and then the follow up Cosby. Cosby. He did both of them. He didn't do Cosby Mysteries or the fuck that shit was. Oh God, no! <laughs> on his podcast, he loves like going into taboo subjects and also uh, celebrity rumors too. So, of course, you know, the Cosby stuff, we, we, we all know that stuff. <laughs> Have they released new episodes? Have they done their own little... Are they going to keep going without him? Or? That's what, right now, you know, if anything, they're going to release the last episode that was recorded with Gilbert. And then, after that, they're, they're going to do some classic episodes, like, like repackaged uh, classics. But it hasn't been decided yet, and... The, his co-host Frank Santo Padre, right now Fr- Frank and his wife are kind of taking uh, a leave, given what happened, and then decisions will be made if they continue it in some form or fashion. I, I, I somebody ho- said I, I his last tweet was uh, his last tweet was defending Chris Rock. Oh my God! Yeah, the I, slap I, thing. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, so he had, what was the disease or he had like a muscular disease or something? Uh, he, was it, was it made public or no? Yeah. Okay. But he, he's just like, just like Norm. It's something that he kept private that only the closest of close actually knew he had. Uh, this is, okay. It was recurrent ventricular tachycardia complicated by type two myotonic dystrophy. Basically he was, had muscular dystrophy. Was that the reason he was so small, or was that... 
I don't know. That you know, that's that's a good question. If that he was always anything... kind of small and curved, you know what I mean? Right. Like yeah, like yeah, like hunched over a bit, and yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know if that had anything to do with it. But yeah, for those that are not familiar with muscular dystrophy, um, for, for those that remember the Jerry Lewis telethon, Jerry's kids, yeah, yeah, Gilbert actually had a muscular dystrophy. Donate me, <laughs> lady. <laughs> and it's and as Gilbert would always uh, say too, it's like well with Jerry Lewis, well he was always nice to me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that that that's one of the recurring bits on his show. It's like oh okay, you like this famous person, this famous. It's like well I don't know, he was always nice to me. <laughs> he actually had on as a guest Kirk Hammett of Metallica, because Kirk Hammett of Metallica. It's a huge monster guy. The Universal Monsters from from way back. And actually has this huge collection of monster memorabilia. So, they... they Real quick, who's your favorite Universal Monster? Favorite Universal Monster? I, I, I was always a Dracula guy. Although... Bella? Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, I, I, go, I go back and forth between Claude Rains as the Invisible Man and Bela Lugosi's Dracula. Those two are my favorite of yeah, them. Yeah, no, that, that, that's, a, that's a good Invisible pick Man is a brilliant fucking movie oh, if you've yeah. ever seen it. Oh, yeah. And, 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 anyway. And, 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 and uh, actually, also, uh, if you could ever find the, I believe, the Spanish version of Dracula... like it, it's, on, it's on all the sets of Dracula, the Universal sets. Oh, they do have it. Yeah. Oh, oh no, yeah. No, it's, no, no, it's, I'm not talking about a Spanish dub of Dracula. There was another no, the production of Dracula, the Spanish production. They shot it at the exact same time with the same sets, only different actors. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, it's on the. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, the, all the Universal Dracula collections, it's on. Oh, sweet. Okay, I I, I got to check that out because I've like I've they've talked about it on Gilbert's show, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, it's like it's like oh yeah, one of these days I actually have to check that out. I had all the individual collections on DVD, mm-hmm. uh, and then Prime Day last year, the Blu-ray set with all of them in there too. I bought that and then sold the other ones. But yeah, it's on there, and they, there's even a documentary about it. The American actors would leave after shooting all day, and then at night, the director and the Spanish director and the Spanish actors would come in, mm-hmm. use the same script and the same set. Wow. And shoot the Spanish version. One of the guy, I was a James Whale. I was trying to remember his name. I think I, I think I googled this right. James Whale, I think, did like Frankenstein and the Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. I there was a movie that came out with um, Ian McKellen, and I love the Universal Monsters. And I was like, oh shit, there's a movie that it, it was kind of written like, oh, the making of Frankenstein and shit. And I was like, I gotta see this. Ooh. You watch the movie, bro. I had a friend over, one of my buddies. I was in his wedding last year, and I was like, "Bro, uh, I showed him the Universal Monster movies, and we, you know, I was like, oh, there's a movie about the director. You want to watch it?'" He's like, "Sure." We put it on. It's Ian McKellen. There's maybe five minutes of that movie about the making of the monsters. Yeah. Apparently, he was incredibly gay, and the whole fucking movie is Ian McKellen trying to fuck his lawn boy, who's Brendan Fraser. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing to so do many really dicks. much with the making of Frankenstein, but there's <laughs> so many fucking dicks in this movie, dude. And I was like, my buddy, at like 20 minutes in, my buddy looks at me and he goes, "You really wanted me to watch this with 
you. And I was like, I didn't know. I didn't know. (laughs) I think it was called Gods and Monsters or something like that. Oh, my God. Oh, you you know, another thing uh, (laughs) Gilbert was uh, part of, the the Sharknado series. Was he in all of them or one of them? Uh, let's see. Which of them was I've he never in? seen any of them, thank God. But Yeah, I, I've seen pieces of, of them, but I've never actually watched a beginning-to-end Sharknado. I feel like uh, most of their cast is dead now, right? Oh, God, yes. Yeah, they, they killed by uh, sharks. Uh, let's see. I think he might have just been on the fourth going on. You know what the funniest thing also about Gilbert, like... As strange as it is that, you know, he played all these, you know, he's in all these movies, TV shows, um, you know, voice acting, all these things. He's a stand-up comic, but he actually was more of a little bit more of an introvert. Like, he like he was more to himself and his family. So, yeah, like, what it was like, oh, yeah, you know, may, may, maybe uh, I don't have to actually do my show tonight. <laughs> Yeah, this was a sad one too, man. I this shit's got to stop. Uh, yeah, stop I, I killing really our fucking comedians. I'm sick of this shit. I'm, That's I'm crazy. Try, I'm trying to think of like some of the the funniest like with the roast things. Like I know he he went off and people were dying during the. Uh, the well, we mentioned for- the Bob Saget who raped and killed a girl in 1990. <laughs> yes, we, we, we have mentioned it. that one. <laughs> But um, actually, Roseanne, the the Roseanne roast, he just went on this whole fictional monster thing. It's like, oh, Rosella, yeah, <laughs> I remember that. And it's like, it, it was just like the it, it eating really, everything in sight, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but it, it became basically like sort of a you know, like an aristocrat because he was just making shit up like on the thing. It's like Rosella, <laughs> like yeah. Just a funny fucking dude. And it was, it was another, it was just like, he was a lot like Norm, really. Especially yeah. on the roast aspect of it. When you, when you just see how everyone reacts to him, it didn't matter what he said. He was just a naturally funny fucking dude. Yeah. And everybody just, as soon as he was up there, you were already in. Just him standing at that podium, you were already laughing. Yeah, you, know? you, you you were in it. You, you were into it already. Like just whatever him. he was gonna take you on that, that ride, you were there for it. Oh wow! I, I just realized his, his last credit, like TV credit, at this point. There, there's a new uh, animated show on. Um, I think it's on Adult Swim. It's called Smiling Friends, and Gilbert, in that show, played the voice of God. <laughs> <laughs> So how apropos for Gilbert <laughs> to yeah. go out on playing the voice of God and what one of uh, uh, the f- funniest things like coming from the actual service for Gilbert and if you want you can actually watch the service of Gilbert it is out there um uh legacycelebrated.com hmm. they they actually have the service for Gilbert which Includes people like Jeff Ross and and other comics actually celebrating his life, as well as his family celebrating him. And you know, like, yeah, I saw friends. something. It was like Whoopi Goldberg sends her regards, but she couldn't make it. Like, what the fuck is she doing? <laughs> what the 
fuck is Whoopi Goldberg so busy doing? Well, and she, 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 she does the it. view, so yeah. Fuck. But, but, but anyway, Jeff Ross. Apparently, he ended his, you know, like his, like his uh, eulogy thing uh, for Gilbert there, and just like Gilbert, to to, to leave us uh, like hanging with the freaking check. <laughs> Even in passing, he still left us with the check. Yep. Bill me. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Because Gilbert was also known to be uh, incredibly frugal. Basically, on tour, he, he always took the little bottles of shampoo and soap and things. So he has collections upon collections of the of that stuff. I'm not going to point out the stereotypical Jew jokes at this moment. No, although, you know, again, Gilbert would be happy in you doing so. <laughs> I am Dutch and Irish. I am a cheap drunk. Yeah, and I'm to Italian, so I'm Italian, so I'm a greasy dago. So there we go. <laughs> yep. Well, I'm I'm glad we did this. I think this is uh, it's a life worth talking about for sure. Very much so. And for those that want to, you know, like, that are not as familiar with Gilbert, I'd say go to guy go to IMDb or Wikipedia, check out his filmography. Yo, check out what you can with that. If you can find any of his stand-up, check that out. I guarantee everyone's seen Aladdin. So you, yes, there's one yeah. already knocked off the list. Who hasn't seen fucking Disney's Aladdin? I mean, right? Yeah, no, that's in itself. Yeah, like a, a classic. So, and uh, yeah, if you want to see a Gilbert classic, watch the movie Funky Monkey, as he always brought up on his show. <laughs> Supposed to be another like really. A <laughs> bad one, but it, it was a check for Gilbert, as he said. But um, I would say, though, also listen to his podcast. You'll actually, even though he, like, he's he's funny, he's cracking jokes, but you see the affection, the love that he had for these people that preceded him and, and, and his peers and for, for people that, you know, actually created these things, these character actors, these, you know, these famous people, these behind-the-scenes people, the, the, the guys that actually just did some of the scores for movies or, you know, like, some of the things you, like, take for granted. Gilbert loved all of that, and you'll get that from listening to his podcast. Well, that's what he he created, a, a brilliant character that will live on forever. Right. I was talking to uh, this one of the girls I'm talking to here. She was like, I was like, oh, Gilbert died. You, you like Gilbert? She goes, I fucking hated him. And I was like, what? She goes, he always played the same character. I'm like, yeah. He created a brilliant fucking character. And yeah. that's what you do. You create a brilliant character. And he didn't just play him. He lived him like for decades. Like, that's yep. brilliant. It, I mean, it's so true. I'm not talking and to that bitch no more. <laughs> She's dead now. <laughs> do, 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 do you know when Gilbert actually started doing stand-up, by the way? I Well, you said he was on SNL in 80. I'm going to guess they probably found him doing stand-up. So I'm going to guess, educated guess. How old was he when he died? 67? 67, yeah. 15. Bingo. Really? He oh, he shit. was 15 years old when he first tried stand up. He always loved the stuff, so he decided at like 
sort of like a like sort of an open mic type of thing. He's going to go up and try. Some, he, he, he did some imp, uh, impersonations of some classic actors, and that was his stand up. And then, you know, the next time he did things, he did that. But like, as he was doing the thing, he threw in some a little more inappropriate material, and he got some good laughs from that. And then he learned, oh, wait a second. You said he grew up in in New York. Yeah. And a lot of those guys who are like the East Coast comedians, they all start really young. It seems like. It it does. Uh, uh, I don't know if clubs back like then that. just didn't care. Like there was no age limit. Like. Imagine going to a comedy club and watching a 15-year-old do stand-up. How yeah, weird that, would that be? That, you have to earn that. Like, you I, have to I was going to say, it's like, like, logically thinking, I, I can't picture that, like like a 15-year-old going up and being actually funny right. for adults. But that's what he did. They get the bug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that's their calling. And, you know, that, 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 that was Gilbert's calling, like, between stand-up, the, you know, the voice acting, the regular acting, it, it, it was all part of Gilbert. And the more inappropriate it was, the more fun he had doing it. <laughs> well, but uh, yeah, R.I.P. Gilbert. God damn it. I'm sick of this shit. Well, hopefully between the, now and the next show, else dies, nothing happens. <laughs> unless someone else dies, then next week we'll be doing different strokes. Correct. And, and, and we'll get into the Molly Shannon uh, story of uh, Gary Coleman there. If Todd Bridges dies before this, I swear to fucking God, he's the only <laughs> one left, right? Yeah, he's the only one left. I'm sorry, Todd. Sorry. <laughs> no, not not counting guest appearances. You know, such Hang as in Mr. there, buddy. <laughs> Hang in there, buddy. <laughs> Good Lord. And, and, and I told you, like, with the, uh, I don't know if you saw it, they, they had the live in front of the studio audience. They did the uh, uh, episode of Different Strokes, and uh, Todd actually did show up. We got to do some more sit commentaries for some of these shows we've covered. I think that'd be a good idea. That's it. That sounds good. Uh, yeah, maybe we can talk to some peeps and see who's around still. Maybe we can get a guest here and there. That sounds good. And also, you know, for all those out there listening, watching and that, if there's particular sitcoms that you'd like us to, you know, get to, or if you, you know, so, something of that sort that you would like us to do a commentary track on. Let us know. <laughs> like, Episode suggestions for sure, too. Oh, other life life goal. I just met this guy the other day. Ghostface, did I tell you that? Oh, shit, uh, no. I met the voice actor who played Ghostface in all the Scream movies. Oh, cool. He just happened to be at a con here in my city, and I was like, I'm leaving work early. I'm going to this con. I paid to get in. I only cared to meet him. Oh, damn. I got a picture with him and an autograph, and then I left. Because <laughs> oh, I was like... What was that? Motor City Con? Uh, no, that's in Detroit. That's coming up. They are doing a Scream reunion with a couple of the guys. Okay. They're doing Jamie Kennedy, Matthew Lillard, and Skeet Ulrich are going to be there. Oh, jeez. Yeah, Ghostface was in Grand Rapids at Grand Rapids Comic Con. So. Okay, yeah, because I know... Uh... I know Ming was out uh, your guy's way uh, n- not long ago. Like, you know, he, he picked up some... He wasn't uh, at that one, because I looked at the guest list, and he wasn't there. Okay, I would have yeah, gone and said hi to him if he was there. Yeah, because, you know, he, he, he got some Fago to go, you know, like... Uh, <laughs> right. And a, and a couple of other uh, local uh, goodies to, to, to bring back to Jersey. Fago, Rock and Rye? Oh, God. So, have you okay, had Rock yeah. and Rye? No, I have not. 
my god, Fago Rock and Rye, bro. Well, again, so we, we we don't have Fago out here, so that that's they don't why even I, they don't even ship it there. No, oh, really, that, that, that's not a thing out here. <laughs> that that's oh. that's why Ming actually bought some to bring back. Wow. Well, you better tell him to give you a Rock and Rye. He's got one. What, okay. I, I'm not even sure what the actual flavor of I think it's like maybe like a blackberry cream soda or something like that. Ooh. It's so fucking good. Okay, so I, good. I, I I will definitely question Ming about that. Yeah, I know I'll I'll be seeing him, I'm sure, uh in a couple of Stash weeks. Stash bash? Stash bash. I wish so, I could go, but I shouldn't. I know. I'm going know. to LA for a week this summer, so Oh, okay. Oh no, that that's definitely worth it. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, next time you can get out to uh, our way, you know, be it stash bash or just, you know, hey, coming out to Jersey, definitely let us know. We'll, 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 I'm going to spend my rest of my life in Jersey. I love it. <laughs> we're, 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 I'm we're, moving, yeah, baby. You, 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 you bring the Fago. I'll, I'll get the pork roll uh, or, or Taylor ham, egg and cheese. By the way, for, for all those who want to know the whole freaking story on that one, listen to my other podcast last episode. We actually... <laughs> We settled the score on that freaking debate. We'll give them the name so they can go look for it. Uh, yeah, that 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 podcast is What Exit Jersey Stories. And J- Jay, if they want to listen to some of uh, y- your uh, other podcasts. Uh, <laughs> my well, old show, Hard to Swallow with J.J. Bidwell. Actually, it was funny. One of my old lady coworkers, she, I was telling her about some movie thing and she Googled me and she found the old show and she goes, that doesn't sound like you. <laughs> Me going fuck this and fuck that and fuck you. <laughs> so that's me. That's me. All right. You just don't know me. And and if they want to reach out to us or or individually, you know, you, you can uh, reach our Twitter at at sitcom my face. Email sitcom my face at gmail dot com. He's netnick one nine one on Twitch. That is correct. And you are Bidwell Fog on Twitch. Correct. The Facebook page, uh, I think we're at like 99. If we get to ah. 100, I'm happy. So just get that Woo-hoo! one extra. Yes. Uh, 100,000, not 100. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> Keep it going, kids. Uh. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, what, what 100 itself? Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> we're but, getting the listens. I can't get the, we got to blow up that YouTube, kids. Blow up that YouTube channel. Search sitcom my face. Yeah, hit the likes. Hit the subscribes. Like, comment, subscribe. You know the drill. Come on. Don't make me say it. I feel like a <laughs> shill when I say it. Just do it. And and I I feel like an awkward old man when I say it. Come on. <laughs> Don't make me do it again. When he says he's twitching, he means he's twitching. He's not Yeah, streaming. exactly. <laughs> that means it's time ah! to go to see the doctor again. Come on. <laughs> and, and when Jay's twitching, that means it's probably something wrong with his eye. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> Everyone knows the cure for an, a viral eye infection is likes and comments. <laughs> yes, and if he and if we don't get it in, in time, Jay may lose that eye, and the, the rest of the show will be done via pirate's eye patch. <laughs> if we don't reach our sub goal, I'm gonna kill another comic great. Oh, I'm not gonna no. tell you who it is, but if you don't do it, you're gonna see. <laughs> oh shit! Sp- spin the wheel of comedy <laughs> <laughs> for sitcom my face. You mean sitcom my grave? <laughs> sick on my grave <laughs> I've been Nick Franco I've been Jay Bidwell and I hope you'll wash your ass before you sit calm my face <laughs> do a little twitch to the left <laughs> but sit calm my grave <laughs> <Big> face <laughs> goodbye America
Take care.